Amen. You may have a seat. Come on. God bless you. Amen. 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 Thank you. Church, what happens? Man, just bow your heads just for a moment. I just want to share this, man. What happens if you would even just, I know everyone does, you know, just new goals and new words and new thoughts and new verses. Thank you, bro. For your year in 2024 and honestly, what would happen if you just simply said, give me Jesus? Like if you made a declaration even this morning to say for 2024, I'm just going to put Jesus in the center of my attention. I'm going to wake up in the morning and proclaim Jesus. I'm throughout the day, I'm going to talk to Jesus and go to bed at night and thank Jesus for another day of serving him and honoring him and glorifying him and watching by the Holy Spirit who reigns and dwells and abides within you, working through you like, like you've never noticed before. But what would happen if your number one goal, even this morning, would be for 2024, isn't anything about you, isn't anything about being selfish, isn't anything about bigger this or more that or promotion this or this or that. It's like, it really is. God, how do I become more in tune with you, with wisdom and with your favor? And God, how am I going to be used when I put Jesus in the center of my attention that Jesus, give me more of Jesus. Help my, my attention to be more on him. Help my focus to be more on him. Help my service to be more on him. Help me to identify the hurting and the broken more than I ever have before to be able to bless and be generous towards them. Give me Jesus this year. Give me more of Jesus in, in my attention span of who he is in my life. Give me that. I encourage you even this morning to begin to Make a declaration for 2024 that Jesus would be the center of your attention, not for the first week, not even for the first month. And we do real good, we do real good, we do real good, and then ah, February comes and we're just like back on our old self again. But what happens if you truly say, no, 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 I need Jesus to be more the center of my attention than ever before in any year of my life that Jesus, you are it for me. I will honor you and I will praise you and I will honor your word and I will be bold and ferocious and I will be fearless this year like never before because Jesus, you are the center of my attention. What would happen if we just did that as a local church, man, just a sliver in the body of Christ that we would just say, even just for this region that God has, has allowing us to be in and minister to that Every single person in this church just simply said, 2024, uh, give me Jesus. Jesus, you be the center of my attention. I'll walk in obedience to you. I'll walk in obedience to your word. I'll hate sin. I won't be okay with sin in my own life. I won't be okay with sin in this nation. I'm just going to hate sin and love God and love people. Give me more Jesus. Give me more Jesus. And that be your... 2024 of just more of him being the center truly of your marriage being the center of your parenting being the center of you being a teenager a youth being the center of you being in school that Jesus is the center of your attention you become the peer pressure in school you become the peer pressure as a teenager you become the peer pressure in college Lord I just pray over this right now that we would just hear from you today. What a day. What a moment. God, this year it belongs to you. We thank you for 2023. We thank you for how you move so powerfully. What an incredible year we've had as a church. It was amazing. It was incredible. God, we saw lives changed regularly. God, we saw full families come to know you. God, we baptized so many this year. Lord, thank you for a mighty move in 2023. What an amazing year as a church. What amazing work done for your kingdom. We thank you for it. We thank you for protecting us. We thank you for blessing us. We thank you for wisdom. We thank you for your favor this past year. But God, we are looking forward to this new year. And Jesus, we want you to be the center of our attention as a church. Holy Spirit, we want you to move with great power this year as God. And we thank you for what you're doing in and through this church and in and through individuals in this church to reach this region. In Jesus' mighty name, we ask that you would be in the center of it all 
Jesus, we honor you. We glorify it will be your name that is lifted high and exalted this upcoming year. God, we will fight and we will be fearless and we will be bold. And God, we will go, go in a way of truth to win as many people as we possibly can win in the name of Jesus for true salvation that families would come to know you in a real way. God, we will hold the line to your word. We will not wiggle on your word. We will stand firm on your word. We will put on the armor and battle the enemy and the darkness and the confusion and the lies and just the madness that's taking place. God, let us be that pillar and that salt and that light that stands in the way this year of darkness like never before. God, help us to fight. And God, help us to be battle ready. Help us to be battle ready. And all the same time, Jesus looking for your return. It could be this year. It could be today. Jesus, we are looking up and we are waiting eagerly for your beautiful return. We thank you, Jesus. And pray that we would get our heads on right and our hearts would be in line with you. Man, if you would, please just raise your hands to the Lord as I just pray over you this morning. Come on, just lift your hands up and say, God, I just ask that as I preach this word, there'll be an anointing on this word. God, even in this moment, in this day, God, there would truly be a breakthrough. God, there would be a receiving of, of a supernatural peace this morning, an understanding of it, and then a receiving of it. And God, where there is a spirit that is filled with chaos right now and confusion, God, there would be, by the end of this day, a, just a true release. And God, there would be a supernatural peace that would come into this room and come into our hearts and into our spirits as we go through this. So Father, I just pray as our hands are raised that we would just say, God, I just want to receive this today. I want to receive this today in a supernatural peace. And God, that I would understand it, that I would have that gift of your peace. And God, I would walk in that peace day in and day out. God, I would have that supernatural peace and I will receive that in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, church, please, with your hands raised, on the count of three, man, I want you, if you are ready for this day and you're like, no, I need to receive peace today, man, I just want you to say out loud on the count of three, I receive peace today. I receive peace today. Come on, one, two, three. It's going to happen. Jesus name. Come on. Amen. Amen. And amen. Come on. You can turn with me to Philippians, put a marker in Philippians, but we've got Several, several places to go to today because, I, man, I've been, we took a two-week break from Philippians. I'm, I, I've loved the, this, this study through Philippians. I have loved studying this letter. Um, I'm excited about this week and the next two weeks. This week, we're talking about a supernatural piece from Philippians 4. And then the next two weeks, uh, next week is, is Mind Your Mind. And then the following week to close out Philippians is Mind Your Money, right? Mind Your Mind. And mind your money. If you do that, and what a great start even to 2024. Mind your mind and mind your money. Probably going to have a great year just in those two things alone. Uh, but today is, is, is about a supernatural peace. That, that's not a natural peace. That's not a, pay, a peace that you just conjure up within yourself because everything is going good. No, the Bible speaks of a, of a peace of God. Like it's God's peace on you. And that's a supernatural peace. That's a divine peace that comes to you. And church, for, for the time and season that we live in, man, ah, it's just, it is crazy and getting crazier. It is madness and people are getting more mad and more confused. And, and it's just, it's, we live in a time and age that it's just like, sometimes you just rack your head going, what's, like, what is happening? Like, what is going on? It was kind of like the football game last night. Like, how do you not just kick the extra point? I don't know if anybody was watching that game, but strike three, baby. Like, just anyway, just kick it. Anyway, I just love football. But anyways, besides that, I wanted to see Dallas get smushed. But anyways, not like that matters. This morning, I'm over it, slept great, we're good. But just kick the extra point on the third try, for heaven's sake, dude. And I love the coach, man. He's... He got a set, man. He's strong. It's awesome. Like, go for it once, twice. Yeah, kick it. Anyways, um, it's kind of like madness, right? You're kind of like, what is going on? Sean, seriously, you look around, and it's just madness, and it's confusion, and it's just like, what is happening? And there's like all the lies and all the deceit in government that is just crazy people that are confused, deeply confused, on the most general, simple things of gender, and just all of the lies that take, and you're just like, 
And, and all of that, you're saying that I can be at rest? You're saying that my spirit should be calm? Because what peace means, it means calm, it means cool, it means rest, it means quiet. It means quiet. So in the midst of a world gone crazy, in the midst of all the madness and lies and confusion, in the midst of all the lawlessness and all the evil, I'm telling you today, spiritually, biblically speaking, yeah, your soul can be quiet. Your soul can be at rest. This is an inside job, church. This is an inside job. And I know that that there are many who experience tragedy and hurt and pain, some inflicted, self-inflicted. Uh, others are, are just tragedy that happens and you had nothing to do or say about it, but bad things do happen. And it's like, even in the midst of that, you're saying that my soul and my spirit can be, can be at rest, can be at peace. Son, that doesn't sound like that's natural. That's the whole point, church. It's supernatural. And it, and it so far goes beyond the natural comprehension. That's what it says. It goes so far beyond that which we can naturally comprehend because it is a supernatural peace. And man, it is my heart and it is my prayer going into this message that man, we would receive that. We would have an understanding that I have the ability to tap into a gift that has been given to me called peace. And it's a supernatural peace. And we're going to go through this this morning, and there's three, three things that if you understand this supernatural peace, these three things it will do for you. Can you put that up, please? I want you to see the three things, right? I want you to see it right away. These are the three things. Number one, we're going to see in John 14 and John 16 that it's a gift. Peace is a gift from Christ himself. It's a gift, but it does three things. It guards you, it guides you, and it grounds you. This is what a supernatural peace can do. You can write these down. You can take a picture of that. We're going to unpack this. It guards you, Philippians 4. It guides you, Colossians 3.15. It grounds you, Ephesians 6.15. These are the verses that we are going to go over. It guards you, Philippians 4. Uh, it, it guides you, Colossians 3.15. It grounds you, Ephesians 6.15. And you're going to see that this is what peace has the ability to do when you receive it and you walk through it and you understand God by his Holy Spirit is working in and through you in a supernatural peace. It's going to guard you. It's going to be your guide in decision making. And it's going to ground your feet so you don't slip. Church, I want, I so desperately, man, but just, just truly praying, God, that we would get it today. God, that we would receive your word today. That my eyes would be open to this. That I would hear it different today that I would receive it in my spirit and my heart and my spirit and my soul respond to this, that I can just haven't been able to breathe in a while and I'm just taking deep breaths and I'll be like, no, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. I'm at rest. My soul is, your circumstance hasn't changed. It's still crazy, but I can be at rest, but I can be at rest. There's a cool story that goes like this. There was once a competition that was put out to all those who, who, who were portrait painters and they were painters. And there was a competition that once set up this competition to say, everybody paint a picture of peace. What does peace look like in your mind? And man, I want you to think about that just for a minute. Like if you're going to paint a picture of peace, what does quiet look like? What does rest look like for you? I mean, you, 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 maybe you go to that, a beach, right? There's just sun and there's waves and the waves are crashing. And it's just like, this is so, like you take vacation to get away from everything and you go to a beach and it's just like, it's just like so peaceful, right? Maybe it's a portrait of a farm and the farmhouse over the meadows, and it's just this beautiful, beautiful picture of, of a meadow or a field that is just beautiful. Maybe it's the stars at night, and they just go so deep, and they just keep going, and you lay under the stars, and you're just like, oh, it's just, it's just so quiet, and then a shooting star hits, and you're just like, oh, I'm just, I'm just at rest, and it's just, it's just, 
It's just quiet. So in this competition, all of these type paintings were coming in that were just these very quiet scenes, whether it be a beach, whether it be the sky, whether it be a field, like wherever your quiet place is, like these paintings were coming in. And to shock and awe of everyone, the painting that actually won, when the painting that was won was uncovered, it wasn't what you expected. It was a painting that had this ferocious storm. And the, and the, the, the night was just, it was just dark clouds. It was by an ocean. The waves where you could see just smashing up against a rock. And it was just tremulous and it was chaos and it was dark and it was ferocious. And you could just see like the sea is angry. You're just like, you're just like, that is not, what is, what is that? Like people were confused until they looked a little bit closer to this painting. And under the, the crest of, of a little rock hole, a little, little tiny rock cave, there was this bird's nest. And there was this mother bird sitting with other, her little chicks and her little birds in this nest. And they were just so at rest because they were under this rock and the storm was just going crazy all around them. But when you saw the bird and, and the mother bird over her chicks, you could just see she's not worried about nothing. She's at complete and total peace because she's covered. Let the chaos go all around. And that picture and that painting won in this competition. So the story goes that as this bird was in her resting place, in her most comfortable place, that she wasn't concerned one bit about the storm that was going all around. Church, what about you and I? When you look at life, and life is crazy and chaos, and life is, is just a, a dark, dark storm at times, and you're in the middle of a crazy season in your life or maybe something unexpected happened or maybe there was a tragedy or maybe there was a death. In the midst of all of the crazy and all of the, 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 the chaos, I believe we're supposed to be in the center of all of that and be at rest. That our soul would experience a supernatural peace. Why is it that when someone might call you or they're going through a season or a tragedy happened or something took place and we have the ability to pray over them that they would have peace? See, you can't do that to the world. We have a peace that the world doesn't know. You can't pray that over the world. Man, I want you to be at peace. Are you crazy? Everything is wrong. Everything is crazy. Everything is nuts, man. This is, and they go through their whole list. But when you're talking to a born again believer who knows that God by his spirit reigns within me and I've been given this gift of supernatural peace, when you begin to remind them of a peace that they have, a supernatural peace that surpasses all, there's no way I should be at peace, but because it passes all comprehension, I have the ability to be at peace because I've got his spirit who reigns within me. Church, this is what we can tap into as born-again believers in Jesus Christ. It's crazy, amazing, awesome news to say, no, wait a minute, I can pray for you that you receive peace in the midst of chaos. Because we're told that it guards us, it guides us, and it grounds us. And it's a beautiful gift that Jesus gives. I want, I want us to see this. Come on. I'm going to read from, from John 14. It should be up on the screen. This is Jesus. He's, he's, he's speaking to his disciples, and he gives them this kind of this longer message. And John 14 is kind of the middle of this message, and, 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 he, and he goes through this time where he's telling them now that he's leaving. He's like, guys, I'm out of here. Ha, what do you mean you're out of here? Well, it's going to be a, you know, a death, and I'm going to get arrested. It's not going to go great, and everybody's going to scatter. And it's just like it's going to, you know... They're like, so in the middle, in the middle of Jesus giving them news that was unexpected, in the middle of Jesus giving them news that they just didn't want to hear, in the middle of Jesus saying, I'm out and it's not going to go well and everyone's going to be scattered, like in the middle of this news, he just simply says, don't worry. Church, as if, 
uh, like you get that call in the middle of the night, you're at work somewhere or you're out of town or whatever it is and your family's at home and you get the call, hey, your house is on fire. But, but don't worry. What? That's what this is. He says this. You gotta remember John 14, one, he says, do not let your hearts be troubled. Like, they're already in this place of like, what is gonna happen? What's going on? And he says this, peace I leave with you. 1427, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Here's the gift. She's like, listen, peace I'm, I'm, I'm leaving with you and I'm giving you a gift of peace. And this word peace, it means a calmness. It means a quiet. It means a rest. Not as the world gives do I give. This isn't a worldly peace. The world cannot tap into the peace that you and I as followers of Christ, spirit-filled believers walking in the fullness of the Holy Spirit, we have the right to experience this gift, a gift that the world does not have. He says, do not let your hearts be troubled, nor let it be fearful. Do not let your hearts be troubled, nor let it be fearful. And I know that this can be difficult for some you think, no, man, listen, I, I've gone through and experienced hard times and my heart is nothing but troubled and I walk in fear, then this is why I've been praying for you today that you would get this, that there would be a shift in your spirit to say, no, wait a minute, wait a minute, I have the access and I have the right to this peace, this supernatural God peace given by Jesus Christ himself to me that I can walk in this rest in the midst of crazy. Do not let your hearts be troubled, nor let it be fearful. Come on, John 16. It'll be up on the screen. I want you to see it. John 16, verse 33. He's closing out this, this message to the disciples, and he says this. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world, you're going to have tribulation. There's going to be problems in the world in me, watch this now, in me, he says in 14, I give you peace, my peace, I'm giving you my peace. And he says, in me, there is peace. In the world, there is tribulation. But take courage or, or be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Church, when we bank into these two Two scriptures, 1427, 1633. We know our peace. Actually, it comes from Jesus Christ, who is God himself, poured out on us. These things I've spoken to you so that in me you have peace. In the world you have tribulation. Two teams. Two teams. But be of good cheer. Or he says this, take courage. There's something about that word courage that I love. I, it does something to my spirit. It does something like when I hear the word courage, I picture a lion and I picture this fearless lion who never retreats. Proverbs 30, 30 says the lion never retreats. Uh, and Proverbs 28, 1 says the righteous are bold or courageous as a lion. Like a lion knows who he is. So when I hear the word, take courage, I get this picture of this lion that never retreats. And he's like, listen, listen, in the world, you're going to have tribulation. You're going to have problems. You're going to have troubles. But in me, there is peace. And, and, and listen, take courage. Like grab a hold of it. Do not let your hearts be troubled, nor let it be fearful. No, what, what takes place of fear? It's courage. No, take a hold of it. He's like, hey, take a hold of courage. For listen, I've overcome the world. This is a promise, church. This is such great news. And then we turn to Philippians 4 and we, we, we get into our message from here. I, I just want you to see that number one, it was a gift. And now we're going to see what it means to the first point of this message is that it guards. When you understand the peace of God, you understand the word guard, and the word guard here, it's a military term. It means to protect. It, it means to guard. It means to protect. It's this military term that, that the, the military understood what it is to be able to stand guard and at the sign of trouble, do what they're called to do. Like this is, this is what peace does. When, when trouble begins to rise up, this peace goes into action. This, this is what this means. Like when you, when you think of a military guard, they're called into action when action is necessary. They stand guard, they stand ready, but when, when a threat takes place, what happens? The military then begins to move forward. When there's a threat to your peace, this supernatural peace begins to guard. It begins to step forward. I don't want you to miss this. Come on, Philippians chapter four. We're gonna pick it up right in verse uh, 
Oh, I'm in Colossians. That doesn't look right. We're in Philippians. Verse 4, it says this, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. I love that. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your gentle spirit be known to all men. The Lord is near. Let your gentle spirit, like let your patience, that means to be fair, to be just, let it be known to all men. I love that we're just not supposed to be secret service Christians, right? It's supposed to be on display. Like, like when you understand, when you are a professed born-again believer and you go through water baptism, that is, a, that is an outside sign to the world that I'm a follower of Christ. Guess what happens at that point? When you declare to be a follower of Christ, guess what happens? The world watches. The people you know at work are watching. Your family is watching. People are beginning to identify if you're real or if you're not real by what? By your actions. Do, do you really know Christ? Is there really a change of attitude and action? Like, like people are watching, and I love this, let your gentle spirit be known. Let it be on display. Let, let, it, let people have firsthand experience with you in Christ. This is huge what he's telling to the church at Philippi. For the Lord is near. Two things that could mean, it means near possibly for his second coming, or it could speak about his presence. I think it more speaks about his presence, that he is near that way in his presence, but it also can mean that uh, about his second coming. And verse six, here we go, here we go, here we go. Come on, be anxious for nothing. Come on, Sean, can I actually do that? Like, is this, is this, is, is Philippians, Four, verse six, is this a fairy tale? You think I actually have the ability to be anxious for no thing? To not worry about anything? Why? Well, I'm only plagiarizing here. I'm only reading exactly what this says and whatever, whatever version you have in front of you. It says the same thing. Be not worried. Be not anxious. Be anxious for nothing. That means no thing. Person, place, or thing should not cause you to be worried or to be anxious. And I love when you look at be anxious for Nothing. Be anxious for no thing. You can break that down, not even one. Yeah, but there's this one thing, not even one. That's what this means. Be anxious for not even one thing. And maybe you're in this house this morning, or maybe you're online, and you're like, really? Because there's a long list. It's not just one, but it's many. Man, this is your day, and this is why you're here this morning, and I'm going to pray over you at the end of the service, and I believe that when you get this and you understand the reality of this supernatural peace that I can absolutely tap in to be anxious for nothing, but watch this. Watch this now. What happens when worry comes? What happens when tragedy strikes? What happens when that which is unplanned takes place? At this point, we're told what to do. Be anxious for nothing, but watch this. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, or by prayer and petition, supplication, there's praying, and then there's that supplication, or there's that petition. That supplication, it means to go deep with a deep cry. There, there is hurt within, and, and maybe you've experienced that type of prayer. It's praying with a depth of pain. That, that's what supplication means. It means there is this thing and it's causing me such pain or causing a friend of mine such pain and I am in this petition or I'm in this gap place for my friend that, that I would come with prayer and supplication. That is that deep, painful prayer. That, that is from a deep place of emotion. That, that's what supplication, we've all experienced that in times of hurt and pain, that we're crying out to God, not like, oh God, thank you for the sunshine. What a beautiful day. Oh, I love my wife. Thank you for my children. Like, it's not that. It's like, oh God, help. God, this hurts. God, what am I doing? Why is it? That's that supplication and we've all been there. But it says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, in everything, in all things, in everything, with prayer, and even in the deepest of pain. What are we called to do? 
For God is my refuge and he is my strength and he is a very present help in time of trouble. Supplication, it says this, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Church, do I find you on your knees? Do I find you in times of prayer? What happens if you really would honestly put your phone down and go to work on your knees? What would happen if you actually turn off the TV and went to work on your knees? You truly say, God, no, I'm going to take this for what it is. I want to be anxious for nothing because in everything, by my time, in my prayer, and in my petition before you, and even with Thanksgiving in the most painful times, God, I am thankful that you hear me. I'm thankful that you lean in, that you pay attention to who am I, but you listen to me. God, I'm thankful for the cross. I thank you that I have the ability to come into a place of having the supernatural peace. Church, we have so much to be thankful for in in every single season of life. Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and petition or supplication with thanksgiving, with thanksgiving. Don't forget that peace with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And here it is, here it is, here it is, verse seven. And the peace of God. That is not the peace of man. That is not the peace of circumstance. That's not the peace of everything going good. That's not the beach with the waves and the seagulls. It's a supernatural peace. It's a divine rest. It's a divine quiet. It's a divine calm. And it supersedes, man, it goes far above all understanding. Your version may say understanding. Your version may say comprehension that the world is looking, saying, how on earth did you do it? How did you get through? Man, you just looked like you were calm. Yes, you were broken. Yes, there were tears. Yes, there was tragedy. Yes, there was pain. Yes, there was hurt. We're not, we're not above all of that. Yes, we hurt. Yes, there's pain. Yes, there's tragedy. Yes, there's brokenness. But the inside job is like, no, it's going to be okay. No, I need a supernatural peace because that is what guards my heart and my mind in Christ. Like, like this is what it does. If I, if I completely lose it and I don't tap into that supernatural peace, then my mind and my heart are, are watch this, are, are prone to wander. My mind and my heart are prone to go to really bad places if I'm not functioning and gearing down to what a supernatural peace has the ability to do to me. Get this church. Don't miss this because if you don't allow that peace to guard you in a difficult season, your heart is going to wander your mind is going to wander and it's going to take you to bad places. Don't raise your hand, but do you know what I'm talking about? Have you been there that you didn't tap in to that supernatural peace that surpasses all comprehension? Man, I, I, I went to God and I trusted in God and by his spirit that dwells and reigns within me, man, there is this peace that came over me and my inside was calm. And my mind didn't go to a bad place. My heart didn't go to a bad place. No, I was trusting in him in the midst of tragedy. Church, that's our faith. That is our faith and it's beautiful and it's powerful and it's who we are in Christ to be able to say, God, I need this supernatural peace because it protects, it guards my heart and my mind so it's not prone to wander to a bad place because I've entered in with thanksgiving. I've come to you, my, my prayer and my pain. And I've given it to you because God, I do know that all things work together for good to those who love you and are called according to your purpose or to your advanced plan. Can I bank on that? God, I don't know why, but God, I trust you do. And this is what I know, that all things be anxious for nothing, not one thing. Why? Because all things, not one thing. How can you say that? Because I know this, that all things work together for good to those who love God 
and I called according to his purpose. This is what I know, therefore I won't let my mind go to one bad place. Why? Because I want the peace of God. I need that divine supernatural peace which surpasses all understanding and that is what will guard, that is what will protect, that is what's gonna keep my heart and my mind in Christ and not in the world. In Christ and not in the bad news. In Christ and not going to a bad place in my mind. But to be able to be calm. In church, I believe this, that we truly are all very much a work in progress. And it just shows incredible maturity to a believer that you can look at your past and say, oh man, before Christ, I would have handled that so much differently and it would have been ugly. But because I have Christ and his spirit in me, it's different. Everything's changed. I handle tragedy different. I handle hurt different. I handle brokenness different. No, I I can say it's going to be okay. It's going to be all right because I have this supernatural calm and this supernatural quiet and my, all the crazy, just like the painting, it's all crazy and it's a storm and it's going nuts and it's just going chaos. But inside you're like, no, I'm good. It's going to be okay. Yes, it's tragedy. And yes, it's loss. And yes, I hurt. And yes, I'm broken. But I know that it's going to be Okay. Because I've tapped into this divine peace of God. It's supernatural. And I'm not all crazy inside. You know what I'm saying by that? Like you're not all crazy inside. No, there's this calmness within. What What an incredible place of a mature believer. I don't care what age you are. If you know Christ as Lord and Savior. If you're a young person. If you're a teenager. If you're a college student. And if you know Christ, in all the crazy of this day, you can walk around with your head up, your shoulders back and say, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Number one, peace. Peace guards. We got to get on with this. We got to get on with this. Come on, Colossians 3, please. Turn your pages to the left. Colossians is right to the right. Colossians 3.15, it just simply says this. And I love this. I use this often for myself, church. There's a word here that we need to define so you understand this. 315 says this, and let the peace of Christ, again, it's a supernatural peace, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Again, it's an inside job. We got to understand that. Peace doesn't come when circumstances is calm. Like, it's an inside job in the midst of crazy. Let or allow the peace of Christ to rule in your hearts. And the word we need to define is the word rule. Underline that, highlight that. The word rule, it means, it means to be the arbitrator. It means to be the umpire or the referee on the field. They made some mistakes last night, but that's a different story. I won't get back into that. Horrible mistakes as refs. They're terrible. I mean, it's the NFL, man. Juice it up. Let's go. Anyways, um, like that, that's what this means. It means the umpire. It means the referee. It it, it speaks of the decision maker. How how is it that peace becomes your guide? How is it that peace becomes the decision maker? How is it that peace becomes the referee? It becomes the umpire. Like when you're going through it and you know I got to make a decision on this. Whether you're, again, back to any age. If you're in high school, you're making major decisions. Man, if you're in college, you're making major life decisions. You're looking who I'm going to date. You're looking maybe even marriage. I'm looking at career. I'm looking at schools. I'm looking at the, like, and all of this, I need you to hear this. When you're an adult, when you're making decisions as a husband and wife, you're making decisions in parenting. You're making decisions in finances. You're making decisions in, in major moves. God, what are you calling me to do? But I'm in this, but God, I feel like you're calling me to do that. Like, what is this direction change? Like, I love this. Like, Go to the umpire. Go to the umpire that never gets it wrong. Go to the umpire that cannot fail. Go to the arbitrator that makes the decision. Guess what that is? That's that supernatural divine peace of God. 
If you do not have peace about something. Now listen, that, 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 that doesn't mean that you make the right decision when everything is going right. It doesn't mean that even when you make a decision based off of peace, that it's just going to be easy. L listen, if you're always taking the easy road in every decision, ah, most likely it's going to be the wrong decision eventually because sometimes the most biblical decisions are some of the hardest decisions. Just because it's easy, don't make it peaceful. There might be a very difficult decision that you're up against, that you're facing and you're looking at, and yet you know in your spirit, I'm not making this because it's the easy decision. I'm actually making the very difficult decision. I'm going against the grain. I'm going against even what common sense says at times. At times, I'm a big fan of common sense. If common sense seeks sense, seek no other sense. That's a quote that just came into my mind. I've read it many times before, but if common sense makes sense, then seek no other sense. I can buy on that a lot. A lot I can bank on that. But there's times that you know that God is moving in the right direction. And let the peace of Christ be the arbitrator. Let that be the referee to your decision making. Now I made this decision and I truly have a, a supernatural peace about this decision. I feel good about it. It's a God decision. Or you're, you're in that place where you're wrestling. Please hear me, man. The opposite of that is you're wrestling in your spirit. You're wrestling in your spirit. You're wrestling in your spirit. And you know you're about to make a decision and it's not the right decision. But yet, maybe everyone's pushing you in this decision or maybe everyone thinks, but you know, man, I don't feel good in the inside. I don't have a peace. The arbitrator's saying, then don't do it. The referee's going, foul, throw the flag. Like this, this, this ain't my direction for you. Church, I'm not, I'm not speaking of your emotions. Emotions can be roller coasters, ups and downs. If you make all your decisions based on emotions, you're in a bad place. Emotions are from a natural. I'm speaking of a supernatural. An inside job from God that you know this ain't right. I know it's not right. And you got to follow that. You got to follow that divine peace in your decision making. Come on, look at Ephesians chapter 6, please. This is like kind of battle ready. This is the, the armor of God that we put on. And you go, you go through this Bible study after Bible study. We've had many Bible studies here. We've gone through this ourselves many times at church. But when you see Ephesians 6 verse 15, it says something that may not be very clear to people. And it says this. It says, having shod your feet, highlight shod your feet, underline that, circle that shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. So we know that supernatural peace is a gift from Christ. We've got to receive it. And when we receive it, we know that it guards us. It protects us. It keeps us. It doesn't let us in our minds and our heart to get off balance and then get crazy in our mind and our heart. It, it, it guards that, protects that, keeps us balanced attention on Christ in the center. That's peace. And then, and then it, it guides our decisions. And then when, when you understand 615, shod your feet. You see that the soldiers, when they were battling, they would put these little type shoes on your feet like, like ice mountain climbers know what this would be is they put these things on the bottom of their shoes that have these spikes on them to gain traction. Like, like that's what shod your feet means. It's these little spike-like shoes. Like you wear them in sports, you wear them athletic, they're spikes. Sometimes you have metal spikes, sometimes you have, you know, the, 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 the plastic ones. These were like metal 
spike spikes that would dig into the ground so, so that you weren't sliding and you weren't losing footing when it come to battle and fighting. That, 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 that's what this is, that picture of what, what Paul is saying to the church at Ephesus here. It's like, listen, when you put on the armor, man, make sure that when you're in battle ready and you're going at it and you're ready to fight, like you're not slipping. Well, like you're not being distracted. You're not allowing to get, get sideways where your feet come out spiritually that the enemy in, in the dark times knocks you over. Like, like, guess what peace does? It grounds you. Like when tragedy hits and when you're battling the enemy and you're going after not man, but you're going after like spiritual authority, you're going and you know you're battling darkness and you know you're battling demons, you know you're battling in a spiritual side, you're going to work and you're going to battle, like this is where you cannot, cannot lose footing. I mean, you cannot lose ground. You gotta be grounded in your battle. Guess what peace does? That calmness, that quiet, man, it gets you to think right. It gets you to be clear-minded. If you allow the enemy to come in and just run you over, he wins. This is why this is so important to shod your feet, like get grounded. Think like there's spikes, those spikes are that peace that keeps you grounded in battle. No, I can't allow my foot to slip. Just do we realize how real it is to fight? Oh, church, if you are not fighting for your families spiritually, why are you surprised when the enemy has full access to your family? Full access to your marriage. Full access to your kids. Why? Because you slept. You missed. He tells us how to be ready. He tells us to go to battle. One of those things is I, I can't afford to slip. I can't afford to get sidewalked by the enemy, by spiritual forces. No, I need to be grounded. I need spikes on my feet. And that spikes is a supernatural peace. I'm going to stay calm. I'm going to be good on the inside. I'm not going to let my mind, I'm not going to let my heart go to bad place. No, that is guarded. That is protected. I'm not going to let in spiritual battle and spiritual warfare, I'm not going to allow the enemy to come in and kick my feet. No, peace keeps me grounded. It keeps me steady. It's the spikes on my feet. Just, I'm not slipping. You can't get me. No, I'm good. No, I'm battling and I'm fresh. I'm battling and I'm calm. I'm battling and I'm quiet in my spirit. Listen, you may not know on my outside if I'm a ferocious lion and I'm coming after you spiritually because you're attacking my family, you're attacking my finances, you're attacking, you could go down a line and you might be ferocious and bold and fearless and on the outside you're like, ah, let's go. But on the inside you're like, no, nah, I'm good. Church, that's untouchable. I'm not saying to be a wallflower. I'm not saying to be some, some quiet little wimp. No, it's time to fight. It's time to fight. But on the inside, you're like, no, I got it together. I'm good. When the enemy attacks, you don't just lay it down. You go after it. But on the inside, no, I'm good. That makes you dangerous. That makes you dangerous to the enemy. Because when you're ready to fight on the outside, but your inside isn't all crazy and it's not all like disarray and confused. You're all, your inside is like, I'm as calm and quiet and my spirit is at rest. I know exactly what I'm doing. You're dangerous. You're dangerous. So where are we this, this morning? Right here and right now. If you could just stand to your feet with me, please. I want to pray over you this morning. But let's be just prepared to just raise our hands and say, God, I need this. I want this. God, I, 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 I know that I'm saved. I know that I'm born again. But God, I don't know if I've truly experienced the supernatural peace, this rest. Church, you've seen biblically that it is truly a gift. You've got to receive it.
I'm asking that God by his Holy Spirit do something this morning in you. I can't do this. Nothing I can do. All I do is plagiarize, man. I give you the word of God. I plant and try to water the very best that I can. I just ask that God, it's you who's got to bring the increase. God, it's you who's got to make the change within. Because if it's me, it, it leaves by the time you get to your car. But I want God by his spirit to do something in you this morning. that it really allows a supernatural peace to wash over you in a real way. And maybe you are battling and maybe you have been praying with such petition prayers, such a hurt, hard crying prayers. And yet your inside's as crazy as your outside. That's got to change today. Maybe you're a young adult and you're making some major decisions. I'm praying that that peace would come the decisions that you need to make, that you allow truly that peace to be the umpire. And if that does, again, that doesn't mean the easy decision. And then thirdly, if you know that you are battling against a spiritual warfare, or you're in the, in the battle spiritually, and you have felt like the enemy has knocked you off your feet, that changes today. No, that changes today. Come on, please, every head bowed in this moment. Please, I want you to get this. If you're in this place and you're like, Sean, I so needed this today. I don't care what age you are. Put your hand in the air right now. Don't even wait. Just put it up. Put it up high and say, I need this. I need this. I need this. I want to receive this this morning. Whether it be your marriage, whether it be your decision, I want you to walk out this place with a confidence. Church, hear me with your hands up. Like this is the deal, man. When you understand peace, you understand confidence. And when you understand peace, you understand confidence. I'm confident. Come on, keep your hands up. Let me just pray for you. Father, I just pray in this moment. That God, every single one of us would receive from you this supernatural peace. God, we continue to pray. We continue to come before you in every decision we make. We lay it at your feet first. God, whether it's a brokenness, whether it's pain in my spirit that I'm hurting, that I'm broken. God, maybe it's bad news that took place. Maybe a dear friend or a loved one is hurting. God, that we would just speak truth and speak life from a place of peace and it surpasses all understanding. It's that which the world cannot know. And in this moment, I'm asking in Jesus' name, by the power of your Holy Spirit, God, that we would receive this supernatural peace. And God, we will begin to understand its power and its authority in our lives as a precious gift. And God, we will not take advantage of it, but God, we would use it for your glory. And God, there would be a true supernatural peace deposited within our spirit as an inside job today that God you would guard us and guide us and ground us I ask this in the mighty precious name of Jesus come on amen come on amen Father I do pray that you would bless us and that you would keep us and that your face would shine upon us your grace would be towards us and God you'd give us your peace Give us your peace. In Jesus' name. Come on, as Melissa is singing, and if anybody needs prayer for any reason, you want to talk about Jesus, we love to talk about Jesus. Come on, come right up front, and we would love to pray over you. Come